Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game around the love of the game. We are United Soccer Coaches. Now, here's our host, the U.S. Dean Women's World Cup soccer team begins their quest for their fourth World Cup title over in France on June 11th against Thailand. They'll play Chile on June 16th. They'll play Sweden on June 20 as part of their group play on their path to winning another World Cup. Aaron Heifetz, the senior press officer for the U.S. women's national team, now in his seventh World Cup representing U.S. soccer, as well as several youth World Cups and two men's World Cups, including the 94 World Cup, where he worked with me. Aaron Heifetz joins me from France talking about the USA and the teams to watch in this year's World Cup. He kicks off the show. Then we're joined by Greg Rowe, a United Soccer Coaches member since 2008 and the current president of the Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association. He and his crew have developed a program of excellence for high school teams recognizing great service off the field as well as on. It's a model that I think other programs will want to follow. You'll enjoy Greg Rowe talking about soccer excellence on and off the field. And then Amanda Mitchell, the development officer for United Soccer Coaches, talks about college fit finder. They're giving out four year long enrollments to college fit finder, a great way for clubs to help their players find the perfect college at any level. College fit finder, a great partner with United soccer coaches and Amanda Mitchell breaks down that application, which by the way, ends on June 30th. So if you want to win one of those year long enrollments to college fit finder, you need to do that quickly. Aaron Heifetz in France, senior press officer for the U.S. Women's World Cup soccer team. He's up next after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snaps. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com to find out more. Now, once again, here's your host, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky, and this is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Here we go, folks. The Women's World Cup is set to start on June 7th with France and South Korea. And then the USA will play Thailand on June 11th. They'll play Chile on June 16th. And they'll play Sweden on June 20 as they look to defend their World Cup title they won four years ago in Canada. I am so pleased to be joined by the longtime veteran press officer of the U.S. women's team now in his seventh World Cup, hard to believe, seventh World Cup as the U.S. women's national team press officer. Talking about my good friend Aaron Heifetz, also known as the Vest. Aaron Heifetz is with us now. Aaron, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Dean. Couldn't uh, couldn't do the intro without the Vest reference, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, Aaron, seven World Cups, and I get the feeling that uh, you look forward to every single one of them, right? Uh, it's, it's a great place to be. You always have a great seat for it, right? For sure. You know, it, it's it, people ask you, you know, are you super excited about the World Cup? And you are, but there's so much that has gone into it, and there's so much preparation that still needs to be done. 
that you really don't think about that. You know, you're, you're thinking about the next day or the next media opportunity or the next practice, and it's really only, you know, after it's over that you really have a chance to sit back and, and say that was a lot of fun or, you know, that in any event it was emotional. Um, but, yeah, when you're inside this bubble a little bit, you don't really feel – um, what the fans outside feel, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's a unique position, and it's one that, you know, I'm really, really happy to be in for the seventh time. Aaron and I actually uh, worked together for the 1994 U.S. World Cup men's team before he went on to do seven World Cups with the women, tons of youth women's World Cups as well, worked a couple men's World Cups. He's done it all with U.S. soccer, a true veteran, true professional. And here we go, Aaron, uh, as you take a look at it, uh, obviously the big decision a couple months ago with the 23-person roster. As you break it down, you've got experience, you've got some youth. What are your, what's your assessments of the roster, Aaron? I say every World Cup we go into that it's the best roster we've ever had. Mm. You know, I, I hope that's true. Um, and I'm not just, you know, giving a line to the media, but I really do think it's true this time. And, you know, there's been so much coverage of the team um, for this World Cup. It, it just, you know, there's been a lot of coverage in the past, but this just feels a little different. Um, and it's exciting. And, you know, one, one of the main things a lot of this coverage is saying is it's the deepest team we've ever had. And, you know, deep teams do well in these World Cups. So, you know, if I was to highlight sort of one strength of the team, that would be it. Uh, Jill has huge confidence in all 23 players on the roster. Um, and any one of them could play a major part of this tournament, which is awesome. Having spent so much time with Jill Ellis, who, of course, uh, led the team to the last World Cup victory, what's the best way to describe her from where you sit? I mean, Jill is just an extremely hard worker and passionate and lives and breathes soccer um, and cares about these players and cares about the game and cares about the United States. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of her and her staff. The amount of work that they put in is just, it's, it's just monumental. Um, to put the team in the best possible position they can be um, going into these three group games. So, um, yeah, we have a great staff, not only coaching staff, but high-performance staff and medical staff and, um, communication staff, and it's just really a lot of good people that care a lot about this team and the future of soccer. So it's a great group to be with. With that, Aaron, let everybody know uh, who's on the staff, uh, particularly for the coaching staff and perhaps the high-performance staff. Well, Don Scott, of course, is our one of the best uh, fitness high-performance coaches in the world. Joe Ellis is, of course, the head coach. Tony Gustafson, Graham Abel, Steve Swanson are the assistant coaches, and, you know, all vastly experienced in the women's game internationally and on the youth national teams as well. So, yeah, they're working hard. Diving into the roster, let's start uh, in the back. Goalkeepers, of course, uh, Adriana French, Ashlyn Harris, Alyssa Nair. I think people thought it was Alyssa Nair's job. Is that where we are right now, Aaron? What can you tell us about the goalkeeping situation? Yeah, Jill said it uh, on many occasions. Alyssa's the number one, but, you know, she has a lot of confidence in, in the other two as well, and they create a great training environment for the goalkeepers and always have. And, you know, Alyssa is pegged as a starter, but if something happened and another one of those would need to go, everyone's pretty confident they could step up as well. So it's a good group. When you look defensively, she does have the opportunity, and you mentioned one of the best rosters ever. I think that'll be the key thing is so much depth and how she uses everybody. But it's assumed Sauerbrunn and Dahlkemper, Dunn and O'Hara, but you could have some variance in there because you've got the youngster Davidson in there and you've got the veteran Krieger, you got Emily Sonnet, who's who's played a lot, uh, but uh, those first four I mentioned seem to be the most likely four, Aaron. What are your thoughts on the back line? I think it's the same for all, all the 
the lines in that, you know, these players, you know, even though some of them haven't played in the World Cup, they got a lot of experience, you know, either playing in youth World Cups or in professional club, um, and they've been racking up the caps the last couple of years. So, um, you know, it'll be exciting to see how they do on the world stage. But, uh, you know, I can't say that there's any position that's not super solid um, on the team and that doesn't have a good backup as well. So, you know, we're in good, good, good space as far as that. Um, but, of course, this will be the most competitive World Cup in history. There's no doubt about it. There's way more good teams. Um, and so that'll be exciting to watch, too, for the fans. Midfielders Morgan Bryan, Julie Ertz, Lindsey Horan, Rose Lavelle, Allie Young, Samantha U.S. Let's start with Julie Ertz. She is such a rock in that midfield for the USA. I mean, that's a, that's a stud right there. I just love watching Julie play. Um, she's a key player for the team. Um, like all the whole team, she's super passionate um, and dedicated and um, just a fan favorite. Yeah, so Julie's Julie's great. I, I love watching her play, and her growth as a player has been awesome to watch too. So, yeah, hopefully she'll, she'll have a great tournament. I'm sure she will. Aaron, one of the big uh, flashes across all the sports wires yesterday was the health status of Lindsey Horan. Apparently, she's been cleared. What can you tell us about her health? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why people thought she was injured. She's it's been fine for a while now. But that's the World Cup. Maybe will take a little thing and turn it into a big one. But no, she's totally fine. Okay, perfect. And then obviously Rose Lavelle, big opportunity for her. Bright lights, of course. Uh, me being from Ohio, I love that she's got that Cincinnati connection. Talk about her being uh, part of this team. Yeah, Rose is, is, is unique in, in the way she plays and, and her skill set, and uh, you know, it just makes you know people love watching her too. You know, so I'm actually looking forward to the to the world scene, Rose, because the way she plays and and her style is just fun. Is a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm sitting up in the press tribune, but I want to enjoy the game, too. So I enjoy watching Rose. Well, and you got to enjoy these seven forwards. I realize some of these players can also play in the midfield, but I like what you said about this perhaps being the best roster ever, and you did admit you say it every year, but when you read these names, Tobin Heath, Carly Lloyd, Jessica McDonald, Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Mallory Pugh, Megan Rapino, there are some goals on that list right there, Aaron Heifetz. Well, Let's hope goals is one of the hardest things in soccer, but those seven certainly have proven for club and country that they can score. So, yeah, it's just great to have that kind of depth. I mean, fortunate that, that the U.S. team has such talented players. And, and once again, like I said, anyone can step in there and make a difference in the game, whether it's start or off the bench. And So hopefully it'll be really fun for the fans and the team once we get to France. Here with Aaron Heifetz, the press officer for the U.S. women's soccer team. He is over in France right now. Let's talk about these games real quick. June 11th, 3 p.m., you play Thailand. We've played them one other time, smoked them 9 to nothing. So that's got to be a game where we're circling a positive result, you would think, right, Aaron? Dean Linky, you take nothing for granted ever <laughs> in a World Cup or a friendly. Every game is a World Cup final for every team we play. I have no doubt that they will play a great game. So, you know, the U.S. has to bring its best every single game, starting with Thailand. That's the first one. June 16, it's Chile. We played Chile recently, beat them 3-0 and 4-0. Obviously, they're representing South America, but uh, that'll be an interesting test, right, on June 16th at noon? For sure. They're talented. They have a great goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper plays in France and Paris for PSG. Six foot tall, and she's phenomenal. Their team with a lot of passion. Um, and some really talented players. I've said it before, i said it again. Nothing is easy. Nothing is given. Everything is earned. And it will be. And, and 
each of the first three first round games for sure. You got to figure no matter what, there'll be a lot on the line on June 20th when we face Sweden. There's so many ties that bind these two teams together. Remind everybody just to what a great rivalry that's become with USA and Sweden. Well, it's always, I mean, it's been a rivalry because we played them in the, you know, we played them in the last four World Cups, right? And then we played them in the first ever World Cup in 91. And of course, we were coached by a Swede for many years in Pia. And then, of course, they beat us in the shootout in the Olympics. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors going on there. They're very talented as well. They have a lot of players playing top clubs across the world. That'll be a fun one. But like I said, first game is against Thailand, and that's what everybody's focused on. We've got Germany and China the second day after France and South Korea play. You said, uh, without question, this will be the toughest World Cup ever. Aaron, break down the four or five teams to watch alongside the USA. I mean, all these European teams are good, you know, and you know they came through vicious qualifying to get to the World Cup. You look at all the Asian teams, they also had a tough tournament to get here. Yeah, are the favorites France, for sure, right? And then the other top European teams, you know, the up-and-coming teams, can beat anybody on a given day. Netherlands, Spain, Canada is very good. China has rebounded. You know, the African teams are always tough. It's really, it's going to be an awesome World Cup competitive-wise. So I think that's sort of the theme of this World Cup is, and I think people feel that too, and I think those teams feel that too. Or maybe in the past they didn't think they could beat these powers, but stay tuned. Stay tuned for some upsets. Hopefully not in Group F. What about Australia? Because uh, certainly their team has gotten better, I think, largely due to several of those players having great success in the NWSL. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I should mention Australia. They're one of the best teams in the world, one of the most athletic teams in the world. Super fun to watch. they got Sam Kerr, who's, you know, could be the best forward in the world. Um, she's obviously the all-time leading scorer in our, in our in NWSL. Um, and, yeah, the NWSL has been great for those Australian players, giving them a great environment to keep developing and grow their game and play competitive matches. So um, the NWSL will be well represented in this World Cup, which is which is great. I think there will probably be more players from NWSL than any league in the world. Yeah, and that'll be big, Aaron, if the USA can, in fact, uh, handle the pressure and win another World Cup to kind of add another spark to the NWSL when they return. I think uh, a lot of people are hoping that that happens, right, that uh, the, cr- the country goes crazy like they did before in 2015 and they did in 99. Uh, the 91 one was probably a little bit lost. It was the first one, but uh, you know, we all remember what happened in 99 when it was here and then even in 2015 with the big watch party but if they can win it, what a great spark it would be for the league as they return home, right, Aaron? For sure. It's a great bump, but the way I choose to look at the league is that the league you know, will be here and will be growing no matter how the World Cup turns out, and that's the most important thing is the stability of the league, the continued growth. You know, It's awesome that it's been around for so many years and, and improved in so many ways, but we still have a lot of work to do, and that, that should be the focus, right? It's, it's, a, it's a long-term thing. If, if, if you're counting on a bump every four years to make your league survive, that's not that's not a good formula. Um, so you know it's 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 a day by day thing. Um, but yeah, do do we want our players to come back conquering heroes for sure? All right, last thing, uh, perhaps even you know through your voice, but uh, through being with Jill at so many press conferences and so many meetings, the USA will win back to back World Cups and win their fourth World Cup if these two or three things go right for the USA. Yeah, that's not really my my call to make. That's really a, a question for Jill. So I just want to make sure that we get all our interviews done in a timely manner. <laughs> 
Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> yeah, that is the key. That is the key. We'll definitely uh, yeah. keep, keep spreading the, the gospel of the U.S. women. Aaron, thanks uh, for spreading it here on the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Great to be with you, and uh, good luck over there in France. Thanks, my friend. I really appreciate it. For sure, and I know I speak on behalf of Lynn Berlin-Manuel, the CEO for United Soccer Coaches, and everybody that loves soccer, we wish nothing but the best as the U.S. women look to win another World Cup. Cannot wait for each and every single game. Talking about excellence, soccer excellence on and off the field. Coming up next will be Greg Rowe. He's been a United Soccer Coaches member since 2008. He is the president of the Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association. Greg's region in Eastern Mass represents over 4,000 players on 200 different teams. Over 20 of their graduating players were off to NCAA Division I colleges across the country. Sam Mewis, ironically, who was mentioned with Aaron Heifetz as part of the U.S. Women's World Cup team, is one of their alumni players. And with such great talent, it's simple to find and recognize excellence on the field, Greg Rowe will tell us. But off the field, their organization have been adding ways to recognize teams and players like community service and sportsmanship. We'll learn about the winners, why they do it, how it fits the commitment to culture unveiled by United Soccer Coaches. It's pretty neat. Greg Rowe, president of the Eastern Mass Girls Soccer Coaches Association, talking soccer excellence on and off the field. He's next after this message. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Dean Linky with you. I want to thank Aaron Heifetz, the longtime press officer for the U.S. Women's National Team, touching base with us over in France as the USA looks to defend their World Cup title and take home World Cup number four. It's unbelievable that man has been a part of seven World Cups now. I actually hired him back in 1994 with the men's team. So well done, Aaron, and good luck to the USA. We are so pleased to be joined now by Greg Rowe. As I told you in the open, he's about soccer excellence on and off the field. He's been a United Soccer Coaches member since 2008. He's a former high school soccer coach and current president of the Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association. He won the 2013 and 14 Coach of the Year Awards for Massachusetts and EMAS Division IV respectively. He continues to teach at Rockland High School where we're talking to him now. He coaches the Bay State Games and is a board member of the Middleborough Youth Soccer Association. And we're here to talk soccer excellence on and off the field. Greg, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and we love it because one of the goals of your organization, the Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association, is to recognize high school soccer excellence on and off the field. So let's just start there. Why was that so important to you, Greg? It was an interesting quandary we got into. So when I took over as president, we were looking at our membership. Now, in Massachusetts, they don't require high school coaches to be members of the Coaches Association, like some states do. So we were looking, how do we get more members involved? So we had about 100 people or 100 programs that were members of our 
of our organization, while we should have had closer to 200. So we looked at what we were doing. We were really just recognizing excellence on the field. We were doing the regional all-stars. We were doing the all-New England players. We were doing the all-American players. And, you know, like Sam Mewis of Whitman Hanson is playing for the women's national team. She was one of our honorees. It's easy to recognize excellence on the field, who's the best player on each team. But there were 100 teams that, you know, maybe didn't have the talent or they didn't have the recognition or ability to find a way to be a part of our organization. So we started recognizing what they were doing off the field. Were teams doing excellent community service programs? Were they academically sound in the classroom? Because we do represent high schools. So we were looking at all the different things that we were doing, and we actually piggybacked a lot of what United Soccer Coaches is doing. So if you look at what the United Soccer Coaches offer, they have the Scholar All-American. They have uh, Coach of the Year, Assistant Coach of the Year, a Senior Excellence Award, a Team Academic Award, Ethics Award, Sportsmanship. So all those kinds of things we looked at and we're like, okay, that's being recognized on the national level. How can we recognize it on a regional level? And it was a really cool turnaround because we started seeing, you know, we've increased now to 75% membership. We have almost 150 of those schools that are now members of our organization. We feel this recognition of off-the-field excellence is a big part of that. When reviewing the awards that you gave out last year, one thing becomes clear, teams that find success off the field appear to find success on the field. And let's mm-hmm. get into this, though, Greg, because uh, here, here are the winners as uh, we break them down. You've got Hopkinton High School in Hopkinton, Mass., Hull High School, Mansfield High School, Marshfield High School, Medway High School, Needham High School, Winchester High School, and Wilmington High School. Pick one, pick all eight. Uh, tell us uh, some of the neat and unique stories on why they received this soccer Excellence Award. It was really kind of interesting to see these different programs submit applications. We, we did this with no expectation. We didn't know if we'd have one applicant or if we'd have 30 to 40 different applicants. And we ended up with eight. And it was very, very interesting looking at them all because you have schools that are big and small. Um, you know, like Hull High School has, you know, a little over 300 kids in the entire school, while a school like Needham has, you know, over 1,500 kids. So they're big schools, small schools, um, and it was neat to see everything kind of roll in. So if you look at, I, I love Wilmington and Sue Hendy. Sue Hendy is my vice president for Eastern Mass, um, and she's like one of those role models, the kind of coach that everybody should aspire to be. You know, she's coached a girl that's played um, in the national team pool who's now playing for Notre Dame, um, Notre Dame um, College, uh, Olivia Wingate. She also has been coaching for 31 years. She won the Coach's Significance Award, and she's on the soccer committee in Massachusetts. So she's done a lot, but she has always said she's about building character. It's about, you know, having kids that make good decisions. And she's a teacher in her district where she coaches, um, and it's been awesome to see how well she has done, what she's been able to do, um, both on and off the field. So, you know, what she is, she's totally involved. She's totally committed to having her kids get every award possible. She's totally committed to making sure that her kids have a good experience in the program. And that's really, you know, she's got, in the past 10 years, she's won the league, or in the past eight years, she's won the league seven times. So that focus on making the kid happy and making sure the kid gets everything they can get has translated into team success. 
We're so pleased to be joined by Greg Rowe talking soccer excellence on and off the field as he's the president of the Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association, talking about the program of excellence for high school teams and some of the winners. When you start to look at uh, perhaps Winchester High School, why did Winchester receive this prestigious award? Coach Rick Emanuel up there, he had taken over a program that had you know, years and years of success in Massachusetts, one of the most successful programs on the field. Um, their um, former coach was a past president of Eastern Mass. And when Rick took over, I, I loved what he did. He had this, um, the motto, Strive, this year. And his girls, like, had a great season last year, but their top player had an ACL tear. Um, so everyone's like, how good are they going to be? And they even achieved greater things this year. So Rick has always, always looked into education. Whenever we run a program here in Massachusetts, he's one saying, what can we do to help educate the coaches? Um, so he, if you look at him, he's got his national diploma, his advanced national, his premier, his director of coaching. Um, he goes to the coaches convention, both down in uh, Mohegan Sun, the soccer champions coaching clinic, as well as the national convention. And the little ones we run, we partner with Nancy Feldman over at Boston, Uni- Boston University to run an annual coaching clinic where we get to go see, you know, her players who are some of our former players playing at BU and talk about, you know, the way the game is evolving and the different types of strategies we can use on the field to make our players better. And, and Rick, Rick eats it all up. So he goes in, and if you offer him any sort of educational experience that he can pass on to his kids, he is going to take it and he'll run with it. And he had a great season. They won the state title this year. So, yeah, like you said, on the field, off the field. How about Needham High School raising almost $30,000 for a very special cause? Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So Coach Kyle Tarabelli has been – he won the state championship a couple years ago. He was part of a state championship team for Needham back um, when he was playing. I mean, he played at BU, and he's always been a big part of letting the kids, you know, pick some sort of charity. So they've, they've for a long time done the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer with the American Cancer Society. And during that time, over five years, they raised over $150,000. And they did it in a number of ways. They did, you know, the, the typical, you know, pink game where they pass a boot around and they collect money. Uh, to be donated. They asked family and friends to donate for them for every goal that they score during the season. So they've done a number of different ways to do it, and they're always one of the top schools in Massachusetts that helped the Boston Making Strides Walk. Um, they shifted over this year to pediatric cancer awareness, and they've done a really good job helping raise money for that as well. And, and he does it in a great way, but he makes it student-athlete-centered, so he meets with his captains and he says, what do you guys want to do? Where do you want to make an impact and how do you want to do that? And then those captains not only plan the fundraising and charity work, they actually go out. So they, they go to the hospitals and they deliver gift baskets to the kids in the, in the pediatric cancer ward over at Children's Hospital in Boston. So that they get hands-on. They're not, they're not staying at arm's length. They actually get involved. And you end up with kids that do amazing things. He sent me an article a couple years ago. One of his players took a gap year, and she didn't take this gap year between high school and college to just kind of relax. She went over to Africa and coached in several different countries and at soccer camps with underprivileged kids, you know, on a different continent. And she he sent me the article back and all the different skills and abilities and things she was passing on. So those life skills the kids carry with them, and they become excellent leaders of tomorrow. 
Great to be here with Greg Rowe, the president of EMGSCA, talking about uh, their Soccer Excellence Awards, which uh, I'm assuming is going to be an annual thing now, right? That's our plan. So we have we did it for the inaugural year this year. Um, we had eight winners, Hopkinton, Hall, Mansfield, Marshfield, Medway, Needham, Winchester, Wilmington, um, and we'd like to continue it. Now we have some great examples of teams that have done it, and I have to really thank United Soccer Coaches for kind of building the base for this. When we started talking about this award, how do we recognize you know, teams that do everything? We had to kind of look at the awards you offered, from academics to sportsmanship, and we used that as the model. We're like, okay, if they are doing every single thing the United Soccer Coaches want, if they're doing every single thing that we want, because we model after United Soccer Coaches, then we should recognize the teams that are doing, you know, not above and beyond, just everything they possibly can to get their kids and their programs recognized, because there are some great, great things going around along in high schools all across the countries. Um, so they accomplished so much. So how can we recognize that in a way? So it was great. We had a little banquet this year. We gave them their plaques. They all said a little something. It was really nice. And I have to give a lot of credit to the people that helped me with this. You know, Vice President Suze Hendy, um, our all-star coordinator Sharon Chapman out of Stoneham, um, Carl Tallerbelli from Needham, our treasurer, um, Jay Roji is the one in Medway who kind of organized all this and put it together for everyone. Um, but then you get people like Mike White, um, Mark Poirier, that just really behind the scenes did a ton of work to kind of get this off the ground and build in support. They all know me as the person who kind of comes up with these big, crazy ideas, but they can't be done without them. You were talking about uh, this incredible program of excellence where teams had to show proof of commitment, player recognition, academic success, coaching education, community service, sportsmanship, and character. And as we told you, eight teams met that criteria. And I love you giving some credit to United Soccer Coaches because at the end of the day, even the commitment to culture that uh, was unveiled uh, less than a year ago falls right in line with what you're doing here, Greg. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see, you know, as a coach who's always strived for that on and off field success. So as we kind to plug away and get this done it's awesome so it matches up with the high school with um, high school awards it matches up with what schools want from the state it matches what united soccer coaches want i mean you want to build good people not just good athletes but good people with uh, all of our listeners tuning in right now trying to understand exactly what you did by bringing this mm-hmm. soccer excellence on and off the field uh, what's your message to them on why they should do something similar it was really good to have the kids have memories off the field as much as on the field. You always remember back to your playing days when you used to play, and it's, it's the times you spent with the team. Like when I played in college, I remember the bus rides just as much as I remember the games. I remember going to the gym just as much as I remember the practices. So all the things you do off the field help build that positive, strong culture that translates to on the field. If you look at the teams that won, you know, Winchester won a state championship. Half of them won their league. So a lot of those teams that are putting all this effort off the field find that they find success on the field because they're committed, you know, completely to the program.
the attachment to their community, the leadership roles they hold in school, the character they build in the grueling fall sports season is something difficult to replicate. And with all of this off-the-field success, the coaches and programs can now also boast about their on-field success. They go hand-in-hand. The Eastern Massachusetts Girls Soccer Coaches Association represents over 200 schools and 4,000 players in Eastern Mass. And get this, folks, they have 143 active coaches in the organization and almost 90% of them are United Soccer Coaches members, which really says, Greg, we're all in this together, right? That is the plan. Everybody's working for the same goal. Soccer excellence on and off the field. Greg, this is outstanding. Thanks for sharing what you're doing there, and I hope it'll be a kickstart for other organizations, whether it's high school coaches or youth coaches at any level, to do the same thing. I really appreciate uh, you sharing what you've done. All right. Thank you, Dean. I appreciate it. Like I said, this is a collaborative effort. I'd like to thank all the coaches in Eastern Massachusetts for the work they do. I'm always amazed at the stuff that they pull off as coaches, but it's also very impressed with those student athletes that are out there dedicating their time to make them better people. Yes, indeed. I feel like a better person just having listened to Greg Rowe talking about soccer excellence on and off the field. Check it out, folks. A great way to recognize excellence beyond scoring goals and big-time saves. Talk about excellence. Amanda Mitchell doing a great job as the development officer for United Soccer Coaches College Fit Finder, a great partner with United Soccer Coaches giving away four one-year open enrollments to clubs. That's a big deal. We're talking College Fit Finder with Amanda Mitchell, Development Officer, United Soccer Coaches, coming up after these messages. Summer is right around the corner, and so are United Soccer Coaches Summer 2019 Advanced Diplomas. Take advantage of our advanced diploma offerings and challenge yourself in your coaching education. We offer residential or two-weekend formats to fit your schedule needs. Get more information or register for your next course at unitedsoccercoaches.org education. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. I want to thank Aaron Heifetz, now in his seventh World Cup as the press officer for the U.S. Women's National Team as the USA days away from beginning their quest for their fourth World Cup title and back-to-back titles. Great to get his breakdown over in France, expectations, top teams. I also want to thank Greg Rowe from Massachusetts talking soccer excellence on and off the field. Love that program. Hope others will replicate it. Always great to recognize what uh, young people are doing off the field just as much as what they're doing on. And we always love hanging out with Amanda Mitchell, the development officer for United Soccer Coaches. She is always a great guest with new and exciting things. Amanda joins me now. Amanda, thanks for being with us. Dean, so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's time to be thinking about college again. And I know the enrollment now for the College Fit Finder application is up. So let's go ahead and just kind of leave it right open open for you to tell everybody why they should be paying attention to this. Yeah, thank you. Um, so for a second year in a row, uh, Greg Allen and his wonderful team at College Fit Finder have donated four one-year memberships to United Soccer Coaches and the foundation here. And so currently on our website and all of our social media platforms, coaches and organizations can go on and find a link to the application. Um, this is your opportunity to get your players and your families and those in your community access to an all-in-one web-based recruiting technology. So for those that aren't familiar with, with College Fit Finder, it's that all-in-one stop to search, to post, to connect, 
um, use high school athletes with potential colleges and get them resources to get recruited. Um, it includes player and team profiles all the way up to video editing for an athlete. So it's a really all-encompassing, you know, all-in-one, one-stop shop to kind of to kind of help your athletes get recruited. Currently, they're um, partnered with over 300 clubs all across the country, all age kids, all sizes of clubs. Um, and so, again, you know, Greg um, and his team at College Fit Finder really um, want to give back to the community that's given so much to them, and soccer's been a big part of all of their lives. And so, again, they've donated four one-year memberships to United Soccer Coaches and the Foundation, and we just want to get the word out because we do not want coaches and organizations to miss out on this opportunity. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not easy for families to make this big decision. And the great thing what Greg is doing is he's basically talking to clubs who have these great players through their academy programs that are definitely with high potential to go to college. But uh, the decision is tough, and they're going directly to clubs and saying, hey, we can help you. Absolutely. And I think the other really great thing about this system, I'm a firm believer that if there is – a young high school athlete out there that wants to play in college, there is a place for them. Um, and this is just a really great tool to use to find colleges that a kid may never have even heard of, right? Some of those D2, D3 schools that have really strong programs, um, that, that this is really kind of like, you know, a search engine and just a really great starting place. Um, kids can put in their grades to make sure they're academically eligible for a school. You know, the emails for the soccer coaches are in there to start fostering conversations about wanting to come play for their, for their clubs and their teams and, and their colleges and, and be prideful about that. Um, and so, again, it's just a really, really great starting point. I wish I had it when I was younger. It would have made um, research in colleges so much easier. Great to be with Amanda Mitchell, Development Officer for United Soccer Coaches, talking about College Fit Finder, giving away four, what would you call it, four free sign-ups? What do you call it exactly, Amanda? Yeah, they're, they're four one-year memberships. So what would be covered in this is, is again all the resources um, from College Fit Finders. They come out and do a parent information night. Um, you know, they walk you through for a year um, getting your kids and your players and families educated on the college recruiting process. And so last year was our first inaugural year of partnering with them with the foundation. And so four organizations, they have above and beyond exceeded um, expectations. I hear from those awardees all the time about what a great opportunity this was for their players. A lot of their players come from low-income backgrounds, and so this is a way for them to get connected to hopefully go on to college, get a college degree, get that education so that they, they can get great jobs you know, post-college and post their playing career. So there'll be four lucky programs that win this from College Fit Finder. Talk about the application process. What kind of things are United Soccer Coaches, the foundation, and College Fit Finder looking for, Amanda? We try to keep it as easy as possible. So it's, a, it's one job form that you're going to go in and fill out. Again, it's posted right now on the foundation area of our website as well as all of our social media platforms. Um, you'll go in, and, and again, we're just looking for information, just background history information of your organization, you know, kind of how you do some good work in your community. And then we do just ask for a couple document uploads of, um, you know, how you would utilize this award, what your impact would be, how many players this could potentially serve. And so we just want to hear from folks if they were awarded this opportunity, how they're going to make the biggest impact with it. Tell us your story. Greg and his team and us here at United Soccer Coaches, we just want to hear the impact. That's really what we're looking for. 
What are you looking for in terms of numbers? How many applications are you expecting to have to uh, go through before you pick the four winners? You know, last year in our inaugural year, um, we had over 20 applications, which was really exciting. Yeah. Um, So, you know, if we can fall um, into that 30 to 50 organizations that that really want to take advantage of this opportunity, um, you know, we just, as many people uh, that think they can benefit from this is really really what we want. And then obviously, if organizations are not awarded this opportunity, Again, this is something that Greg and the College Fit Finder team, you know, have committed to doing year over year, as well as then they also can reach out and have some other financial assistance opportunities that could potentially help clubs if this is not the opportunity that gets awarded for them. So, again, it's just a really great way to just get your name out there, tell us your story about how you'd be able to impact these players, get them recruited to college, but then also us committing to being able to continually help organizations and clubs through philanthropic movement. So we got coaches listening right now. We have club administrators listening right now. They're hearing this. They're picking it up. They're like, wait, where can they learn more about College Fit Finder? So Google College Fit Finder, go to their website. They're also tagged as a foundation partner on our website. Um, And then, you know, in the application, there's another link to their website. And you can really go in and see just how impactful this is. Um, Again, it's just such a great tool for kids and clubs and families to really see what the college recruiting experience is all about. And it, it, when I've used it um, with a kid that I mentor and partner with, it just takes a lot of the stress off of it initially. You know, it's, it's, it's just a really great kind of launch pad um, in searching what, you know, playing in college could really look like. And it allows families and clubs to have really, in, you know, intentional conversations about, you know, the reality of playing in college. But Again, like I said before, um, I'm of the belief, and I know Lynn here at United Soccer Coaches, she and I have had this conversation, and I know Greg at College Fit Finder feels the same way. If you want to play in college, there is a spot for you, and so this is how you find it. It is awesome. And just another example of United Soccer Coaches, United Soccer Coaches Foundation going the extra mile to help its members, right? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And so anything that we can do to help coaches, organizations, and communities. We want to enrich these communities through powerful coaches, and I think this College Fit Finder opportunity is just another way we can do that. And since I have you on, I don't want to leave you without you getting us updated on the incredible program you told us about several months ago that's tied in with the foundation and with Target. Absolutely. Just quick update. Um, we are about to have our 200th coach trained um, through this program, and we just kicked off the trainings after getting everything organized in March. So we think that's, you know, fantastic impact. Um, it is far and exceeded um, kind of launching and, and getting these coaches through courses. Those 200 coaches will have taken over 300 diplomas have been awarded. A couple weeks ago in Seattle, Washington, we did a weekend um, kind of two-and-a-half-day training module where we executed multiple courses and over 97 diplomas were issued just in that one weekend in Seattle with um, our wonderful partners, Dragons FC, um, that we worked with out there. And so, again, this has just been so catalytic, and it's been amazing to see the amount of coaches that we're able to impact and truly maximize this amazing generosity from Target. Well, you mentioned amazing generosity. Remind everybody how much money United Soccer Coaches Foundation have raised over the years and what they do with a lot of that money because it's pretty impactful. Yeah, so Target alone um, was generous in, and gifted us $91,000 for this project. We also have our endowments that just this last year crossed the $1 million mark, which 
really funds our annual grant and scholarship programs for individual advanced education, for your opportunity to attend convention and learn with 14,000 other amazing people. This year it'll be in Baltimore, as then as well as our host of course grant opportunity, which again allows us to come to your community and educate all of your coaches. We're in such a growth phase and I can only say thank you over and over and over again to the amount of people that are supporting the philanthropic work that we're doing here at United Soccer Coaches and through the foundation. And let's end with one final detailed response on what everybody needs to do to try to apply for these four open enrollments for College Fit Finder. Yeah, so to apply for College Fit Finder, go to any of United Soccer Coaches' social media outlets. The application is posted on there as well as it's posted under our foundation area of the website, which toggle over the advocacy tab and go to Coaches Give. That's where we're housing all of our philanthropic initiatives, how we give back to coaches, how coaches give back to one another, telling those stories. The application is there as well. And obviously, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email at amitchell at unitedsoccercoaches.org. We really want to make sure any organization that wants to get connected to get their kids recruited have this opportunity and those applications are due june 30th so a couple weeks left june 30th so timely that you're on right now amanda mitchell development officer for united soccer coaches always such a great guest i wish i could just push a button have you right here in the studio with me amanda you're welcome anytime thanks so much for being with us thanks for telling us about college fit finder and all the great things that are going on with united soccer coaches as always Dean, it's a pleasure talk to you soon and as always the pleasure is all mine amanda mitchell development officer for united soccer coaches also want to thank aaron heifetz senior press officer for the u.s women's national team his seventh world cup with the u.s women as they begin play on june 11th against thailand they play chile on june 16th they play sweden on june 20th and of course greg Rowe, a united soccer coaches member since 2008 and current president of the eastern massachusetts girls soccer coaches association and one of the masterminds behind their program of excellence for high school teams recognizing not just what you do on the field but more importantly what what you do off the field. Speaking of recognition, couldn't do the show without Michael Knipper and Sean Chevrel from United Soccer Coaches. I want to thank Lynn Burling Manuel and her entire staff. And of course, you, all the wonderful members of United Soccer Coaches. Hope you're having a great summer. We'll see you in two weeks, same time, same channel, for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. I'm Dean Linky. See you in two weeks. Team Snap's awesome. I have five teams on Team Snap. There are no questions asked by the players, the parents. Very easy to use. Very, very, very easy. Simple to use. Everyone, you know, everything's right there. Messages, availability, boom, boom, boom. I've looked at other at other things, and I think Team Snap sets the bar for this type of team management software. It's the best that I found.